Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential, and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. It's one of those really curious phenomenons in our day and age that even though there are more people than ever in the world, and even though we are more connected than ever with anyone we want to in the world, more and more people feel lonely. Isn't that weird? We could say like, hey, now is a time to really all come together and, and somehow share our different ideas and who we are with each other and really create this amazing sense of connection because humans are social creatures. But there is, on the other hand, just this sense of confusion on who are we supposed to be? How do we fit in? How do we get what we want? That creates this, yeah, this weird phenomenon, this disconnect and, and the fear of loneliness and the loneliness in itself is certainly one of the main reasons why people feel depressed or anxious. Today, I want to talk about how to deal and overcome the fear of loneliness because obviously it is not for the lack of being able to connect plenty of opportunities there there's something else going on and and i can very much relate to this because twice in my life once when i started medical school in frankfurt germany and the other when i went into the phd program in seattle uh, that uh, I felt very lonely and, and very disconnected. And I remember how often I tried to somehow make friends or somehow feel like I'm a part of something. And, and the more I felt that loneliness, the harder it was for me to really get that sense of, oh yeah, here I'm fitting in or here I sense there is an opportunity for friendship. It's almost like I got more and more in my own way because I doubted myself more. I felt more insecure. It's almost as if I could more often than I wanted to step out of myself and look at myself in those different situations, you know, whether it was a party at uh, the university or going to a pub. And I just saw myself more as an outsider, maybe even a weirdo who really not wasn't like the others who had such desirable groups of friends and relationships and and it really got me down. And it wasn't until yeah, I was in my 30s that I really understood the problem wasn't the lack of friendships. And eventually I had friendships and community, but the problem was my lack of connection to myself. The reason why I felt so lonely was because I really was uncomfortable with myself. It's like when I sat in my apartment, I was like sitting with a stranger or maybe sitting with my dad, who I often had some problems with. I just wanted to get away. I didn't feel like I could just be with me. It wasn't enough. And I believe that's at the core 
of so many people who are struggling with loneliness that not being able to get comfort and a sense of yeah joy just being with yourself and i think that has to do also how we grow up i mean nowadays even worse and at my times that there is such a busyness there is such a demand on always having every hour somehow accounted for always striving for something good grades extracurricular activities sports and there is really not a lot of space just to be you and just to be with you at least i had times where i was bored out of my mind and i know that i had to really find a way to entertain myself since there were not any friends in my neighborhood available at all times especially since my parents uh, didn't necessarily want to have someone when they had their you know rest period in the afternoon so that was me and me and i had to find a way to yeah get a little bit of creative joy out of that boredom and i think that helped obviously not enough but it helped but nowadays boredom doesn't exist we have tablets and phones and all this constant stimulation that doesn't even bring up that feeling of boredom and it doesn't really bring up a connection with ourselves because we are so much more attached and connected to what's going on in other people's lives so that that lack of intimacy with ourselves i think brings up then that feeling of needing others around us to find a sense of ease and comfort maybe because also we like to see ourselves more through their eyes than our own when i ask people what they really want when they are lonely some say i really want to have a partner a spouse that's what i'm looking for but that's not necessarily the majority the majority says i want to have friends i want to have a sense of community of belonging and and what i find is maybe to really start uh, addressing this sense of loneliness is to become your own friend to connect to yourself in ways that you want others to connect to and in ways that you also are showing up as a friend to others if you think about it do you really treat yourself like a friend are you the one who says hey i am always there for you you need me i listen probably not so let's look at what makes a good friend and think about how you can translate this into becoming your own friend the first thing that is creating a friendship is that sense of hey i find you interesting or i find you nice or there is something that uh, I feel like we have in common. That's kind of the, the foundation, the starting point. So when you look at yourself, can you find actually interesting things about you? Can you see that there is really a, a, a beautiful self inside of you that just is here to spread your joy, your strengths, your gifts, uh, and share this with the world? when i had this uh, disconnect from myself i really got you know more by coincidence into meditation and yoga and 
And one of the things that always happened was that when I did yoga and mm. um, and I thought, you know, uh, uh, more about, you know, what's inside of me connected more to this essence and this spirit within me, I did feel all of a sudden, oh, wow, I can sense a worthiness that doesn't necessarily have words or doesn't necessarily require a definition that I hadn't seen before. It was almost like that I felt, oh, I see and know myself better because I can picture and sense that light within myself that is, we can say, our true essence, our spirit, our soul. So just picturing, visualizing, meditating on that helped me a lot to just no longer feel so disconnected. It was almost like I felt more drawn to connecting more with that what's inside. And then becoming more a friend of myself, I also realized that I have from that place something to offer. Just like when you have a friend, what do you offer? You offer maybe interesting conversations. You offer uh, things that you want to share, that you are curious about or want to explore. You offer activities that uh, you can do together. All of those things are available to you too. But do you ever ask yourself, what do I really want? If I were my best friend, how would I want to spend the weekend? Where would I want to go? What would I want to explore? What would I want to experience? So that is where you can already start becoming more that friend to yourself by listening more to what you desire, what you want, what you're about, and then also sharing it with yourself and, and enjoying what you share. Another thing is that when you do feel that you are, you know, creating or you have inside of you this void or this loneliness and, and there's just this downward spiral from there, that you're not just completely losing yourself in it and maybe even wallowing in it, but that you are also having compassion for yourself, just like a friend has. It's a very delicate difference between feeling your pain and having compassion for your pain. And compassion for the pain just knows that, yes, I'm feeling this way right now. Yes, I'm feeling lonely. I wish I would have more people around me. I wish I wouldn't have to celebrate the holidays on my own. But at the same time, I also give myself enough kindness, caring and loving attention that I know I can soothe myself. I know that eventually I can feel better. So I, like a friend would do, make myself a cup of tea. Or like a friend would do, I just listen to that part inside of me. Maybe it's an inner child. Maybe it's a part that never felt really belonging to the family or never felt really good enough for a friend or for the parents. Just listening to that often younger part inside and without necessarily having to have answers or solutions, just knowing I'm here and I'm not walking away from this discomfort, but I'm also not getting lost in it. I wish someone would have told me that because I was certainly many times stuck and lost in that sense of uh, pain and loneliness that then created more panic and anxiety and this urgency to do something about it. And there was not a lot of compassion. There was not a lot of 
that sense of, I know right now this is what you feel, but things will change because you have a lot to offer and you just will, uh, with some patient, cr uh, patience, create that what you're looking for. That's what a friend would do. A friend also would bring in some humor and make you laugh or tell you a funny story or think about something that really brings a little bit more lightness into your mind. And this is something we can do for ourselves. There is this uh, uh, Norman Cousins who wrote this book, The Laughing Cure, and he actually healed himself, his back pain. He had some inflammation in his spine by watching funny movies. He certainly had a lot of struggles and discomfort, but he didn't want to get stuck at it, in it, but uh, change his mind and uh, have a much more easygoing and fun perspective, even though the body didn't feel like it and the mind certainly just uh, listened to the pain of the body. So that is something that we all can do. We just, even if you don't feel like it, we can shift also and bring a little bit more of that lightness in just like a friend would do. A friend would also be generous and say, hey, I can see you're feeling lonely. Well, let's do something. Let's take you out. Let's go to a nice dinner or go for a weekend trip or go to the movies and or let's buy this beautiful cake that you always look at, but you're feeling like you shouldn't have because it's too many calories or it's too expensive. You just do it. As a friend, you know what makes the other person in that moment feel special and cared for. So give yourself a little bit of that generous, generosity too and, and really listen inside what are those little desires and those, those things, those joys that haven't been fulfilled. And as a friend, you are consistent. You're simply there. You're not only a, a good weather friend, only when, you know, you are, uh, your friend is happy and in a good mood and uh, up for anything, that's when you want to hang out with that friend. As a real friend, you also are having its back, the friend's back, and you are not uh, walking away when things seem to a bit harder. And so rather than going out when you feel lonely and, you know, like I did, just going into this emergency looking for something that's going to fill that void, sit with yourself and just allow yourself to know that your presence is enough. That whatever you're looking for, you can have, but it's already in available inside of you. I learned to have the best conversations with myself and not that I'm always agreeing with myself. That's definitely not the case, but I find that I can really go back and forth with different aspects of me and, and get through these conversations more clarity, a greater peace of mind, and certainly feel closer to myself. I can also, by being my, with myself, just feel that, that ease of not having to have anything around you brings up actually a greater clarity, not only of who I am, but also what I want and which direction I want to go. So having that loneliness and having that time where I was in the unknown got me ultimately to do things that if I would have had always some 
stimulation and lots of people around me, I would have never found out, such as leaving uh, the medical field and doing something else, such as going really on a, on a quest to exploring the subconscious and also uh, gaining uh, deeper spiritual insights and such as finding my wife. There are a lot of things that this loneliness really brought forth because I needed to deal with myself. I needed to learn to embrace myself. And I certainly needed to feel comfort with myself. And now I just feel that there is no loneliness as long as I'm in a harmonious and aligned place with myself. And that's reachable for all of us. That doesn't mean we become monks that are just sitting in our little cells and uh, rejoicing in that solitude. But it means that when we are engaging with others, we are engaging from a place of fullness, from an awareness of, oh, I have something to offer. And I really look for someone to connect to where I feel there is a certain kind of maybe alignment or we can share what we have to offer. And it's you know something that uh, puts the pressure on the relationship because it's not about making you feel better or filling your void. It's about, hey, how can we enrich each other's lives by having our friendship or our relationship. And those relationships are the strongest because they're always about give and take and they are always about growing together because there is not any kind of expectation the other person needs to fulfill. There is just that joy and the appreciation for being able to be on the same path for a little while or maybe for a long, long time. But the one that you're always going to be with until the end of the path, that's you. And that is why it's so important to really create that friendship with yourself sooner than later, starting right now. So rather than feeling like, oh, I need to really again suffer through this loneliness, take it as an opportunity to spend undistracted, undisturbed time on connecting with yourself, not only in your mind, seeing yourself like, yeah, I am, you know, this and that, and I'm interested, I'm good looking, and I'm, you know, have a lot to offer, but really feel it, let it into your heart and embrace yourself as the gift, not for everyone, not for the whole world, but for those that you feel then naturally when you cross paths, those are the people that somehow I feel connected to, attracted to, and I feel we have something that we can share and enjoy with each other. But it really, at least in my experience, starts with you connecting to yourself. And there is, of course, more that a good friend doesn't do. That can be a whole different podcast. But one thing is, certainly a good friend doesn't constantly criticize you, constantly tell you what's wrong with you, constantly point out your shortcomings, constantly take everything you do for granted and never say thank you. That is not a friend, that's an enemy. And when you really look at yourself, maybe sometimes you treat yourself more like an enemy than a friend. And just stopping that can be beginning of a beautiful friendship. 